And welcome back to the Podmore Get Better Podcast. I'm Will Sandstead, and today is Sunday, January 20th. And I am Tony Johnson, a.k.a. Whammy, and uh, we're trying to go, we went back-to-back weeks here. Yeah. Uh, we took a few weeks off, but we're going back-to-back, and we might even go back-to-back days. Ooh, exciting. Because on Friday, or maybe it was yesterday, uh, IT announced that they, they announced that they'll be announcing... Yes. I think, is that how that went? Uh, they'll be announcing the world's info. They did announce that it would be 100, I think they said at least $125,000 prize pool, uh, which is up 25000 from last year. Huge, yeah. Which is great. Uh, thanks to all the people that were playing massive amounts of dailies. Yes. And boosting that prize pool. So, uh, yeah, they announced that they will announce it hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious whether they actually will announce it on a national holiday or not. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see. That's a good question. But if they do, then we have determined that we will have an emergency podcast. Yeah. Uh, ho- hopefully we get to do that. Uh, just in honor of that, I want to I wanna crack open these Blue Mountains here, Tony. Okay. You're going to have to be uh, drinking for two today. I'm not pregnant. Don't worry about that. Uh, but Will's going to be, be drinking for two because I've got some activities later that uh, require sobriety. No, no beer in the system. Ooh, goodness. Uh, all right, so uh, yeah, we'll uh, look forward to the world's info hopefully tomorrow, if not the day after. Uh, and then uh, next up, we want to talk about this week's events mode. Yeah, so- Pine Meadows, fun fun week for events mode. Having Pine Meadows, the uh, reimagined or uh, you know repurposed course in terms of the old school Golden T four format coming back into the live. Uh, we got Pine Metal that goes full release tomorrow, which we can talk about a little bit here. Uh, but the events mode this week, I, re- I really enjoyed it. Uh, we kind of uh-huh. got a little teaser back when they did, you know, 50-50 between Pine Meadows and Crawdad Swamp, which is other reimagined course for the year. Um, but it was a fun week. A lot of uh, experimenting, trying different shots, different clubs, different balls, trying to get that honed in. Uh, your thoughts, Tony? Yeah, I mean, I like the course in general. I think it, it hasn't really changed from where what I said back uh, back on Monday when I had already played the ten, my 10 events modes for Monday. Uh, you know, it's an easy-ish course. I would say it's not as easy as Beals and uh, Agave, but uh, it's kind of it's getting close to those. I think there's a lot of yeah. 29s and 30s winning contests, and 30s par almost every setup. Uh, they closed super fast. It's hard to remember all the events modes that we've had over the, over, uh, over the time here, but, uh, yeah, they closed really fast. I mean, during the day, they are closing every 10 minutes or so not closing but you know a, a new contest would start every 10 minutes um so yeah it was it was a lot of fun and then so events mode there will not be an events mode this week you could kind of think of pine meadow this week as kind of an events mode right it's, it's officially mm-hmm. prize play and you'll but you'll still get 10 per day it's still going to be those same wins i'm sure they're still going to be filling very fast so i think it's going to be pretty similar in terms of uh a, I mean, the payouts won't be quite the same as the events mode, but I think it'll be pretty similar. But what I did hear from Adam is, well, there will, there will be no events mode this this coming week. Uh, after that, they'll go back to they'll go to every week. That's that's really exciting. So basically, that's going to lead it into the qualifying period for the World Championship mode, and hopefully, like they've said, they've tweaked the dials where they feel they have a pretty good understanding. They've gotten some good gameplay data in order to lead this to an every week thing. The second thing, I know you uh, you also got some inside info, it sounds like, uh, with Pine Meadow coming out, the events mode this week was strictly one division. Now, when it goes live tomorrow, that's yeah, going to rever- revert back no, to that, standard division structure, That's correct? true, and it wasn't just this week's events mode. Uh, every events mode so far has been one division. 
and I, I, I assumed that was the case, but we got confirmation from Adam that that was the case. Also within there, it was sort of implied that that might not always be the case. Like they, they might have, it could be that they have specific events in a given week that are only designated, and we talked about this before, designated for people that with a certain amount of lifetime games played yep. or, or a certain, you know, whatever, average score uh, or, or worse. Uh, or better, I guess. Um, and so we'll see where that goes. He definitely left that open for the future that there it might not always be uh, just one division. So. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty cool to get some of that information coming up. Uh, what's up next? Uh, Virginia tourney just Ooh, last night. Yeah, there we go. So uh, we talked about it last week. That was uh, held yesterday at in uh, what what city in Virginia? Sussex, uh, Virginia? Le- le- no, le- <laughs> Leesburg, Virginia. Leesburg, Virginia. And it sounded like it was a handicap tournament. Uh, I didn't have much detailed information regarding to the tournament structure. It wasn't anything that was on my radar in terms of going, whether it was entry fee, lodging, accommodations, just this time of the year, and kicking off the PEGT tour. Uh, I know Golden TTV and Richard King were in attendance, uh, but this one what wasn't on my radar as it stood right now. I don't know about you. It wasn't anything I was... Uh, Definitely going to start allocating, you know, my Kevin Lindsay supplemental PTO insurance to uh, make well, you time for. You could have flown in late Friday night and flown out early this morning. No yeah. PTO required. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the only really thing, what I know about it is, it was a thirty dollars entry fee and it was handicapped. And so uh, the first first place in that tournament was Jordan Ramsey, second place was Steve Bigger, and third place was Aiden Cleary. I met Aiden Cleary in uh, at the Richmond tournament, and at I don't remember necessarily Jordan or Steve, but I, I remember playing with Aiden. So uh, congrats to those guys in uh, top one, two, three. Uh, probably we'll, we'll get some streaming stuff from Richard King over, the, over trickling in over the next week or so. Uh, coming up a week from now is the uh, Wisconsin. The uh, Painter Gym. The Painter Gym. Shootout. Yeah. And uh, I haven't heard for sure if, uh, if uh, Richard King's going to be there or not. Uh, I don't know if he's announced it or anything, but I haven't seen that. Uh, but for sure he will be around i guess what's is it the following week already uh orlando just two weeks away or is it three weeks away goodness that i don't know that wasn't part so, of our uh, pre-production prep work uh part of our pre-production prep work someone did sneak in and draw penis on uh, some of our sheets here with a uh, little tidbits of data and just we to give us a, a little inspiration i think yeah we have a penis ejaculating right under the uh world's announcement it was not drawn by me despite the uh gifts i post on facebook uh, showing my excitement for the world championship announcement. <laughs> excitement. Yeah. 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 There, uh, there we go. Uh, so yeah, I think it must be three three weekends. So two weekends without a tournament. Well, there's the Painter Gym one. Skip a weekend, and then I believe it's the Florida Open, the first PEGT event, which is Feb seven through ten. Gotcha. Which would make sense the week after the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that would make sense. Thank you. Uh, next up. We saw, there was an interesting post on Livewire, IT's uh, mm-hmm. website, yeah. uh, about some total numbers from 2018. Yeah, I didn't see any crazy breakdowns on Facebook. I don't think anyone really like dove into the numbers too I, when crazy. When did they post it? I didn't even see it posted. You sent it to me earlier. Yeah. Oh, I, a while ago. Like yeah. two weeks. Yeah, so so it's it's been out. It's been in the know for a while. Um, believe it or not, I do go on the Livewire website not just to check gameplay and stats, but to occasionally check the news in case they uh, announced Worlds without announcing Worlds as opposed to announcing that they're going to be announcing Worlds. Yeah. 
So lo looking at the numbers, there, there are some kind of interesting numbers here in terms of how everything played out for the course of 2018, considering that the year started off with five courses. We then had the two reimagined courses. Yep. Uh, so, Tony, what, what are your thoughts on the numbers? If you need to find this, you can go into Golden Tee and Livewire, the news segment, and I believe it's the second article down. Uh, but just breaks down some pretty cool numbers for the course wrap-up year. So... Uh Let's just see. So I mean, we can just let's just go right down the list here on the on the website. So they start by saying the number of hole in ones, two hundred eighty six thousand. Uh, number of double eagles, six hundred seventy five thousand. So in my in my history, my if I look at my stats, my my lifetime stats, my 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 hole in ones and my double eagles are pretty close together. Agreed. And I think a lot of people that's the case. Uh, so. It, uh, not without thinking about it, it was a little bit surprising to see so many more double eagles than hole in ones, except for uh, rattlesnake happening. Rattlesnake this year. edition, and yeah. so uh, you're get, we're getting a lot more uh, double eagles over the year than hole in ones. Uh, eagles, 25 million. Uh, I think Haas had about half of those. Yes. Yeah. Uh, birdies, 52 million. That's uh, Al Jazz. Yeah, that's Al Jazz. Uh, great shot points came in just shy of 50 billion GSP. Ooh. Uh, 21 billion golden tee points, uh, and now we get to, those are those are fun accumulation numbers, just mm -hmm. big numbers that you know hard to put really into context. But uh, next we start to get to, into some stuff that we can we can break down a little bit. So the next one was 69,000. 69, you say? Yeah, 69,000. Uh, 50 man contests. So this would be exclusive exclusively prize play because glory contests are 20 person. Correct. So there's 69,000, which breaks down to about 190 per day. Um, and so if you do on the math, the math on that, it's about 10,000 games played per day. Um, it just in prize play. Uh, and that's about, depending on what time of year you're, you're talking, whether there's seven courses out or five courses out, 30 to 40 rounds per course per day. Are closing up. Are closing up. Gotcha. And if, I mean, if I, if I would have thought about it, I probably would have guessed about in that range. Uh, we've uh, way back. This would have been a couple years ago when World's Qualifier was going on. You're able to kind of see how many rounds everybody played in a over the course of a month, and you do a little math on that. And, and I we did come up with about 10,000 games per per day uh, in prize play. So that dives with that uh, total games played. And I assume now this includes uh, some other things, uh, in, you know, which would be glory play, uh, home edition, stats play, that sort of stuff. We're at 6.5 million. Rounds played per day. So if we do some real quick, that's about I think that's about eighteen thousand games played per day. So uh, all, all four on all the formats. And so it, ultimately, what that tells us is probably a little bit more than half of the games played are prize play. Which you know, I guess I don't really have any context here at the Banger Bunker. Almost everything we play is prize play, but yeah. at home it's not. So I, I don't I don't play a ton of glory at home. More invites, and I, I guess I assume that includes invites as well. Uh, so forty one thousand events games played. So that would have only been towards the tail half of the year, of course. Yeah, I think just what four or five events. So let's say that's ten thousand events per week that they actually have events mode going uh, but obviously we've got different it's hard to know how many contests because some of the contests were 20 people correct some were 50 and then we had that one week where it was 100 people per contest interesting. so uh, that's interesting uh, 483,000 closest to the pin games played uh, what's interesting to me there is that 
I think there's been some talk about how closest to the pin is, you know, quote unquote, dying. Yeah, fading into the sunset here. That number doesn't tell tell me that. Uh, obviously, it's not nearly as many as uh, total games played, but I think four hundred eighty-three thousand. That's more than a uh, thousand per day. So it's it's about thirteen thousand per day or thirteen hundred per day. Uh, so that's still a decent amount. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty solid number there. Uh, Eight hundred twenty-eight thousand daily contests. Thank you, Powercade. Yeah, that's uh, half Giuseppe and forty uh, percent meow. Uh, so that's about twenty two hundred, twenty three hundred per day, which seems about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we, we can look at the prize pools and the average over the week is about that, but obviously a lot heavier toward the Freaky Friday. But what's interesting to me there is they they've I don't know they've directly said that the daily contest funds that the, the money that they get from daily contests goes to fund worlds yeah so so i it sounds like in the past to your point in talking to some of the folks at it that they take a certain portion or percentage of each daily contest i don't know if it's five percent ten percent whatever it is uh but they take a small rake off that to your point to fund the world's pool yeah and and if we just do the math on the hundred and twenty five thousand dollar pool that they announced uh we are at about uh, I think it's fif- about fifteen cents per con- for each of these uh, eight hundred and twenty-eight thousand games played. About fifteen cents per round that's going to that one twenty-five. Now, there's obviously some other uh, costs associated with having worlds. Oh gosh! Uh, but yeah. just in terms of the price pool itself, the one twenty-five, it's about fifteen cents of every daily game played is going to that. So now, interesting. To ca- yeah. So now to kind of break that down further, when you go to your local bar and you're playing the daily. And whatever your cost is for that, the straight cost, obviously, $1 goes to the prize pool to yep. help fund the daily contest two weeks out from there. So $1 goes to the prize pool, $0.35 cents goes to IT, and your theory or your analysis or breakdown says approximately $0.15 cents of that $0.35 cents is going to help the you know the world's fund. Yeah, Plus, potentially a little more, whether it's you know transportation of machines, renting out the room, you know certain costs. Obviously, they have to pay for all the IT employees to stay in a hotel and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I have I have no idea what their behind the scenes costs are, but it seems reasonable to me that if not most of all of that remaining twenty cents per daily game is going to that part that you just mm-hmm. listed, renting the room, the, the logistics, the, aspects, getting yeah. the employees there, the mach- you know setting up the machines, all of that. So it seems to me it, it seems to jive to me that. Basically, all the money, all of their rake from the daily mm-hmm. is going to fund uh, Worlds. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty damn cool. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got eight, just slightly higher, 861,000 money shot games played. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty in there. Guilty Ooh. as charged. Uh, and then fu- the final one, they needed to close with a really big number. Uh, 11 billion yards in total tee shots in 2018. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break that down by day. No, <laughs> by day per player, whether you can get to Mars, Venus, or your anus. Um, but that's uh, yeah, that that's a lot of yardage driven throughout the course of the year. So uh, that was cool. I, I'm glad uh, you you noticed that and pulled uh, gave it to me. And uh, I was you know I think it's interesting information. Well, I, didn't, I didn't give it to you, but uh, you know yeah. we, we talked about driving to your anus, and I'm I'm not going to give that to you. I'll just give you the link to the website all right, with well, all I, the data. I appreciate the link. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, we wanted to talk about a thread that Danny Boy started on on Golden Tee Fan on Facebook. Yeah, Bob Squidis. 
Yeah. Bob oh, Squibus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry if we outed you there, Bob Squibus. <laughs> or Squibbies. Yeah. I'm not sure which it is. Uh, Danny Bell, Danny Beal, Bob Squibus, Bob Squibby, singular, plural, who knows? Squibus with a bunch of W's. <laughs> uh, but he talk, well, his post was about what are some suggestions from the general masses about improvements that IT could make to the game. Just, not just the game itself, but also the app. Uh, and then, you know, lots of things. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think over the course of the last couple of years, IT's been really receptive. We're in the past, I think they not necessarily brushed things aside, um, but they didn't take player feedback as seriously. And I think over the course of the last couple of years, we've seen IT not necessarily implement everything, but definitely take some ideas, jumble them around, take them around, kind of format it into their own way, and incorporate some of those ideas into the game. Yeah. So uh, we wrote down some of the uh, some of the ones some of these we've heard before, and some of them are a bit new. Uh, we'll just kind of go in order. Uh, shorter sequence to get to the game mode, and uh, I agree with this wholeheartedly. One hundred percent. I think as they've added game modes, which is great. Whether it was three years ago with adding the daily contest, or this year with adding events mode or money shot, there's just a lot of screens to navigate through, and and. You know the graphics department at, at IT needs to needs to get theirs, so they t- tend to change it every year. Yeah. It used to be you'd scroll up and down, and now we scroll left and right. And so uh, definitely, I think it, it sometimes it can be it, it's got to be confusing to to someone who's newish to Almost going definitely. out in the machine. But also, you know, it's just kind of a slow process to get into where you want to go. And so that's been some feedback we've heard before. I drew a little uh, hand drawn sketch of what I thought we could do, and and that's just have after the number of players, so one, two, three, four, then it would go to a screen that has all the options. And it turns out there's 12 options. If, you, if Once you kind of break down through all the menus, there's about, there is 12 ways you can go, whether it's uh, just pay by the hole in casual play casual, yeah. or glory play or events mode or invites. There's 12 ways to go. And, and all of that can so easily all, fit on a, say, 55-inch screen. Copyright down, Pascone. So, in theory, with these 12 game modes, so whichever screen you lead into, sometimes there are two, three, four, five different screens, it seems, to log into a certain game mode. Your theory and the theory on uh, the Facebook post is that with a 55-inch TV, we could literally have all 12 game modes there. Maybe something highlighted that says, hey, you're playing for money here. Hey, you're just playing for fun right here. But... I, I think that's a great idea. I would love to be able to literally hit the start button just once or twice, scroll in, boom, be done. And I, we joke about the 55-inch TV, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's obviously love. it would look great on a 55. It would look fine on a 42 as well, yes. or, a, or a heck, a 36-inch TV. Like there's, there's just not enough information that it would get that jumbled, and you could have all the information on one login screen mm-hmm. and uh, go from there. So I like, I think that's a great idea. Uh, obviously, since I spent the time to draw mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> Uh, so, the next one we have is the uh, practice specific holes. Someone we talked about this on previous podcasts. Uh, it sounded like there was something with the coding or the process it would take to get this. Where Don and some of the folks at IT had said this is something that's way, way, way on the back burner. I really, yeah. I still think it would be a cool idea, especially when we're getting ready to roll out Pine Meadow. We just had events mode. Now we're going to go live on this. Uh, there are definitely a couple holes. You have like hole 18 on Pine Meadows where you have to play 18 holes, 17 holes, to get to hole 18. And I think that's a hole that would be great for folks to practice on. A lot of times you're cutting a wood in there, whether it's an 8 wood, a 6 wood, a 5 wood. And definitely some different looks where folks could start honing in their game. You could even kind of treat it like money shot. 
where you get three, like, whether, it wouldn't really work on a par five, but on a, like a drivable par four or a regular par three, you could have three tee shots. And so, because that's really what you're practicing. You're not practicing your putt, right? You're practicing, okay, how do I get on the green? <coughs> yeah. um, and there's a few different ways. I think, you know, IT's point is a valid one. They don't feel like they would generate that much revenue to be worth yeah. all the programming they would take. Yeah. Okay. I don't necessarily disagree. No, nope, prob- They're probably right. Uh, but it's something that we've heard, uh, you know, at, when they took away the driving range, whatever it was, 10 years ago, uh, you know, people are yearning for practice modes. Mm-hmm. And as a homeowner, I've got a practice mode, which is just go down in my basement and don't care about my score. Just bang games. Uh, but the general populace doesn't have a way to, you know, just quote unquote practice without you know, wasting money, as they would say. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a cool mode. Uh, we know that IT on their website is hiring uh, programmers, it yeah. sounds like. Uh, we kind of covered that before. But next one up, uh, they've obviously implemented where you can assign a club set to a certain course via the GT Caddy. Yep. Uh, great app. Go on Except to, for Pine Meadow. Yeah. <laughs> so far. We'll get to that shortly. <laughs> um, but go to the Apple Store, go to the Android Store, whatever it's called, the Google Play Store. Um, I don't have an Android, but definitely download the Golden Tea Caddy. Very yep. cool. You can definitely assign clubs to a course, but that brings us to our next one. We would like to see folks be able to assign specific balls to a course. And I don't know why this hasn't happened yet. I, I mean, it's been talked about ever since you could assign clubs per course. The automatic, you know, the automatic next thing to ask for is well, balls per course. The link to that, yeah. And uh, and they've never. There's got to be a reason why they haven't done it, but I don't know what it is. And they haven't come out and said if they if they came out and said, listen, we tried to program it and the programming doesn't doesn't work. I don't know why that would be. Then we say okay, but uh, there doesn't seem to be a real good reason why they don't allow it. Yeah, I would think with being able to assign, you know, over the course of the all the years of Golden Tee, you know, every year it seems like they come out with a couple different club sets you can buy. Yep. So you throw all these different club sets year after year after year, and then all these different custom build-a-bags, and the computer can somehow take that. The server can take that. You're specific, you know, you got some weird club sets, I got some weird club sets, and they can assign all those custom-made ones. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the golf balls, you can't tweak the attributes or anything like that. These are just straight-up yeah. balls that are in the game that they've already had in their system. Not anything custom has been done to them, uh, with the exception of the ball, exception the of the ball, ball tracer or, uh, you know, the... But the, the physics of that ball are, are still the same. It's just the Correct. graphics of that ball Correct. that are different. So, again, I don't know I don't know why it hasn't happened. And it's especially as now we've gone from essentially five courses per year to seven courses per year, it seems like something that would be make even more sense because the odds that someone's going to want to play all seven of the same balls on all seven courses just doesn't seem that likely, I, especially I, for the higher-level players. I would agree. Over the course of the six or seven, uh, you know, kind of player improvement suggestions that we're going to cover here, I think we're on, like, number three or four here. Uh, this is the one I, I think would be the most beneficial folks and hopefully the one that they can potentially implement. Well, I, 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 I don't know for sure. I've never heard directly from IT. I assume they don't like when players rip off ten in a row on the same course. Oh, right. And, and it, that's improved a little bit because it used to be that there, the complaint from newer players would be like, well, I logged in and there's already three minus 30s. Mm-hmm. I can already see them at the top of the And they fix that. They listen to the player feedback. Kudos to IT. Yeah, but I, but I assume they still don't want people getting way out in front. And so the reason people do that in some cases is because they don't want to have to switch balls a bunch of times by playing the cycle. So mm-hmm. if, I, if I use a different ball on Catadreas and Beals Creek, then... I might play all of those in a in a group, and then play all of my other courses in a group. And so I, I think I, 
again, I don't I don't know why this hasn't been implemented yet. There's got to be a reason, but uh, I don't know what that reason is. Yeah, I think uh, I think one of the most common complaints I hear is folks that tee off on a course and maybe they played events mode, maybe they played money shot, they switch clubs, and they don't have the GT caddy. And they, number one, teed off with the wrong clubs and or the wrong balls. And I think this would be a great improvement to help draw that out over the course of time and take away some of that frustration from more of the common player who may not you know be heady enough or be on top of their game enough to say okay i gotta flip this over i gotta switch my clubs i gotta switch my balls and just have it automatically assigned yeah uh all right we kind of beat that one to death <laughs> uh it's it's near and dear to my heart tony so one one that i i, I want to say before i forget because i it, it wasn't listed on there but it's when i thought about when you're just talking there which is related to events mode, which is uh, if I if I go and I play a prize game, immediately I can go onto the GT caddy and and while that that contest isn't full, I can look at the leaderboard of people that have finished already. Correct. Whereas on events mode, for whatever reason, I can't do that. So if I go in there until that contest is fully closed, all, all 50, fifty people done. I, yep. It just it just shows my score, kind of like invites. Yep. Uh, it doesn't and invites it just kind of says who's finished and who hasn't. Um, and I don't. I guess I don't know why that is. In my opinion, a lot of the events are very much like prize plays, so I don't understand. And, and you, you know, they they show the scores for daily games. They they don't show the distances for money shots. So they're just kind of inconsistent on that. And I don't understand why on events mode I can't go in there and see the the 30 people that have finished an event so far. And also it helps uh, to see how many you know how far ahead you are or you know how fast they're closing. Agreed. Uh, you know, I, I could go play ten right now and go go into my caddy and, and I, I have no idea if people are caught up with my fifth game or my my first game or whatever. So I, I think it would be beneficial to add that leaderboard capability to the events mode part of GT Caddy. No, it's a great call out for sure. Uh, next up, uh, one of the comments. This doesn't really apply to me, but some form of home edition owners how they can track their stats. So I don't know if this refers strictly to casual play or how many games there are. I don't know if there's an operator menu setting where you can see how many games you've played, your buddies came over and played a couple times, and this is their average score. This is, you know, they drove to Uranus. How many how many <laughs> yards in terms of total distance? Uh, I didn't really get a, a specific breakdown on that, on the home edition thing. Potentially you have some thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess I don't. I, I don't necessarily know what that's referring to. It, it could be that just they just want the their stats segregated between prize play and oh, home see. edition. That could be it. Interesting. I know that I think there was some feedback about. Um, I think it was um, Tom Toth uh, wanted to be able to know if people in invites are homeowners or not. So that might have been part of that too. Hmm. Um, so anyway, there's a little couple nuggets there. Uh, next up, we've got the GT Caddy to be revamped. Um, there, I think there's several ways you could do that. For for me personally, uh, my uh, whether it's reorganizing that home screen or making it editable, so I could pick this. There's six buttons on there, and then there's some news below that. It'd be helpful if I could pick which six buttons. I Custom use the controls, most. yeah. Okay, I am like, always looking at the daily. I'm always looking at uh, prize play. I'm looking at events. So if I could have those money buttons on shot the front invites, screen, yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah, quick links in yeah. essence. Yep. Uh, Pine Meadow to the GT Caddy for club assignment. I think that's as uh, that's got to be in the works. You yeah, would as the as the, hopefully the Pine Meadow gets fully released tomorrow. Uh, I assume that'll be quickly coming behind it. 
uh, delay of game timer. This is one that's near and dear to my heart, and I posted right after I got a delay of game penalty. <laughs> so here, here's a saving stroke segment right here. Yeah. So don't let yeah. the game timer affect your uh, strokes. So here at the here at the banger bunker, the timers are off. Yeah, and we're, I think we're a lot of fortunate enough to have a very good vendor who we can work with, whether it's here at the banger bunker or the foxhole, uh, machines within the city where certain folks start to play, they can't come down to the banger bunker, or can't come down to their local bar. But they can partner with the vendor and say, hey, you know, I play here. You know, I'm a smoker. I got, you know, irritable bowel syndrome or something. <laughs> and uh, they, they may take a couple minutes in between shots. So yeah, yeah. partnering with your vendor to turn off the timer I think would be great. Because right now, if you're in a loud bar, the only warning you get is, you know, the, hey, watch your time, you know. Well, it used and it used to be back in the cabinet days when everything was kind of contained in the cabinet. You had the deck and the screen and the speakers and they were all right there, and it was tough for, say, the bartender or the bar owner to do anything about the volume. Right? Mm-hmm. It would have to be the vendor, and very rarely would you come to a machine with the with the volume turned all the way down. That is not the case now. Yeah, I mean, very rarely is there a machine that the volume is really high at, and that watch your time warning, first <coughs> of all, it gives you no warning. It says, watch your time, and then by the time she's done saying time, penalty stroke. So how about watch your time and then delay a little bit? Mm -hmm. But my idea would be to have a visual countdown clock on the screen that says, it says, watch your time, and then it's like 10, 9, spinning wheel. Yeah, like in the 1960s for the movies. Hey, the movie's about to start 10, 9, 8, in in the little dials winding around. I think that's a great call-out. Fortunately, it doesn't affect me. I'm guessing most of the high-volume players it doesn't affect. But this could be a real issue for casual players. If they're out the bar playing with their friends, someone's getting a drink, someone's taking a leak in the bathroom, all of a sudden, Johnny, who was up a stroke, is now down a stroke or two. That that would be very frustrating to me. Uh, hopefully that's something they can make happen. We've got the speed dial that's been introduced in terms of the RPM. Uh, great addition to the game. Uh, and while I don't think they want the screen more jumbled, I don't think this is going to apply that often. But to integrate it into the game where it does happen, it does pop up on the screen, hopefully someone's there where they can hit the yellow button or the start button once they notice that and save their buddy a stroke or two. Yep. Uh, one I, I don't see listed here, um, which is one I saw, and maybe it wasn't a different thread, but someone asking for uh, a next up. So if I'm in a four-player game, uh, you know, sometimes things can get a little bit crowded around the game, but just a little icon that says next up, and whether it says, you know, Next up, whammy. Oh, so then, interesting. So then as someone's playing, if you know, if I know that I'm up next, I can be there ready to play, whereas you might not necessarily know otherwise. So I thought that was an interesting idea that I had never heard before. No, that, that, that's very cool. I, I don't play many multiplayer games, so I, I don't know. We, we just talked about timers and countdowns and so forth, and we're about to hit 2 p.m., so we're about to hit uh, the start of the first yeah, we see AFC Championship game weekend. Yeah, we uh, the uh, other players here at the Banger Bunker have been nice enough to turn down the volume on the pregame. But as soon as that game starts in zero minutes, uh, <laughs> they're going to want to get that volume up. So uh, that will not be good for the podcast. Might even run into some uh, some issues with the NFL and some copyright infringements. Oh goodness, I don't want to get taken down. Lord so, knows how uh, many listeners we have, and oh, I don't want to disappoint any of them. So, but before we wrap up, we want to talk about we, we touched on this last week just a little bit. A reminder of of our no whammies bets. So my bets Correct. were uh, New Orleans giving the points. Uh, I believe it was three and a half 
when the I time, said it at yeah. the time, and I was going to buy down the half point. Currently, it's minus three. I actually bet it today, and I, I, it was at minus three, and I bet it down to two, or I, I paid down to two and a half. Uh, and then I'm taking New England on the money line. Uh, you've got it listed at plus 150. I got it at plus 145. I think so. Uh, those are those are mine. And you you were on me with me on the Saints. Correct. The minus given the points, and then you had under. Uh, I think I took the under. I think I think that's correct. Under on the New England versus Kansas City game. It's chilly there today. Not crazy cold like it here is here in Minnesota. But I think they said it was 22 degrees. 22 and, and wind chill down to about eight. Correct. And uh, that game will be starting after the sun goes down, so it'll probably get a little bit colder. But uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of uh, your Sunday. Uh, we're gonna enjoy some football here. We don't want to get any into any copyright infringements. So without further ado, hopefully we're doing an emergency podcast tomorrow. Yeah, we'll that's be right the back goal. with you. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I have nothing else. Tony, you got anything else? We're going to let you guys enjoy the podcast, enjoy your weekend. Uh, hopefully you're cracking some Coors Lights and uh, enjoying the football games. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.